Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back to another episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and today I'm so excited because I am joined with my cousin, Chloe Parr. That's what she goes by, but obviously she's just Chloe to me. We obviously both have the same obnoxiously long last name, which is why we both go by our first and middle names, Chloe Parr, Lauren Elizabeth, because our last names are just too much to bear. I'm so excited for the topic of the day, which is so much about just being a Midwest girl, moving to LA and making it in social media field, just everything from work, career paths, business, social media. You guys are going to seriously love this episode. It's full of so many motivational tips, mood boosters, and just fun conversation with me and my cousin, aka my very best friend. I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, you guys, I'm here with the one, the only Chloe Parr. And it's so funny because like, I obviously don't call you that. Your name is Chloe Lutheringhausen through and through. We're going to get into all things. So obviously, if you guys don't know, if you've been following me forever, you know that Chloe is my cousin. And how far apart are we? We're we are the same age for a month, two. literally a month. Exact. Oh, two, two months right. every year. Yeah. Right. Because I'm July 6th and she's May 6th. So basically, I'm 25. And when she turns 25, we're both 25 until July 6th when I turn 26. And I love to rub it in. Yeah, it's like the worst two months of my life. Well, because you're always like, well, since I'm older than you, like, listen. I literally, when I was thinking of, okay, like, we're going to do, like, answer some advice and, like, we're going to get some, like, tips. And I, <laughs> I, like, didn't want, it's not like tuning my own horn. It's just reality. I'm like, wait, I tell you what to do for everything. <laughs> it's like you really do like you're like how did you get through this I'm like well she called me seven times a day (laughs) like it's not like I don't know what I was like I'm excited to see like what kind of advice and like what you have to say because I feel like I'm always screaming at you you're so mean to me because you're a psychopath no really this is the Lauren Elizabeth podcast again starring Lauren Elizabeth's voice (laughs) I'm just here to like you know be your like wingman i mean part of me when i like put up the promotional thing on instagram promotional thing the instagram slide that we're doing this i was like maybe i should have asked chloe to start a podcast with me (laughs) because i couldn't think of anyone to do it with me and then i was like wait 
Maybe I should have asked Chloe. So we'll see how this goes. You might be recurring. Well, the last time we did anything was like a One Direction vlog <laughs> on your YouTube channel. Like no one sees us hanging out. Like people probably think we hate each other. <laughs> like people literally said like, how often do you guys see each other? Oh, everyone. Never, never, never. And I've never seen Chloe. How many places? JK, how many but, apartments have you lived in since you moved to Los Angeles? Okay, I would just like to let everyone know. I invite Lauren over, and she never leaves her house. <sighs> this is like the biggest. Remember, lie. I was mad for a week because you wouldn't come over. Okay, first of all, that was fake. Mad. Well, and then you said yes, and then I freaked out, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, what do I do? Exactly. You've never invited me over to any of your apartments besides this one. You can laugh into the microphone. You don't <laughs> have to like hide. It. I'm like. What do I do? You can wait. Laugh. Okay, but I lived in a dorm for like yeah, four exa- years. Yeah, so what am like, I do? Hey, want to come to my dorm and like hang out with my roommate? Yeah, like all of like seven of you that were like sleeping on top of each other. <laughs> I remember you were like, yeah, year. like I, I share a room with three other girls. I was like, what? But yeah, so you finally invited me over, and naturally, I don't leave my house. So I will give you that. But at the same time, like, why would I go to your apartment? Well, this is our <laughs> first hangout of 2020. I'm so excited. No, it's not. Yes, I saw it you is. on Saturday. That was on accident. I don't count those. That's because you accidentally didn't invite me. No, Hudson <laughs> called me and he was like, I'm by your house. And I was like, that's funny. I'm by your house. So we met halfway and then we went back to your house. I was like, halfway? You met at my house. <laughs> well, we met and then we're like, we should probably invite so, Lauren. You live together, you know? And because we're all related. Yeah, but like... So basically, you never hang out with like, us. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of like the outcast of the family, like slightly. Oh, she's rolling her eyes. Think about it. You guys are going on a ski trip this weekend and I'm not. We, ever, we invited you. You were in the group. Yeah, I think I love the group chat. I mean, I love my family so much, but like, I don't, I, I don't know if I need to go. I mean, I kind of have a little bit of FOMO. You don't like at all? Like it's all your cousins. Yeah. Like I have. It's boys trip. Yeah, it is the boys' trip, but that's li- it's called the boys' trip because I'm not there. Yeah, you're and, right. And if you're you like, went there, it would change the whole dynamic. I know. It's a bummer. But so Chloe and I are a year and a half apart, and we obviously grew up together. We went to the same high school together. We were raised more like sisters, I would say. Like, we used to always joke that we were like twin sisters. We were obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley. Therefore, we thought we were Mary-Kate and Ashley, and we we went to the same, like, middle school, high school, so we were just like honestly like really really close a lot of people actually ask how like how we're cousins so it's your dad my mom and she has a brother that's my age and then obviously you guys know my my brother is younger than all three of us and so we just so happened to both end up in Los Angeles and Hudson and we both so happened to work in social media and it's crazy because we didn't plan that like at all no like we literally, I got into UCLA and you were like, I'm moving to LA and we didn't tell each other and it just happened naturally. It literally, I just like decided I was moving and you had applied to UCLA and you were like, there's no way I'm going to get in. Oh, no way in Because I like, applied like two days before and I was like, this is fun. Let's just see. Yeah. And it's like out of state, like getting into like a California school, like it's hard. And when you got in, we were like, you have to go. This is like, this might be a fluke. This is crazy. Everyone was so shocked. Like, should I be offended? I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like everyone was really shocked. I was shocked. I mean, you're really book smart, but you know. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I opened it in the airport on the way to London and started crying. I remember remember that. that. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember you texting me. That was fucking crazy. But it is crazy. We both ended up in LA the same year and not planned it. Like that's a sign. I don't know what I, like what we would have done without each other that first year in LA. no. That was that was rough. <laughs> All I remember is being in my shitty ass apartment 
and which was right by the grove and they were d- launching fireworks because they were doing the tree lighting ceremony and chloe and i had only lived in la for a few months and we thought there was a bombing across the street and we started screaming she jumped on top of me we thought the world was fucking ending oh my god <laughs> we were, it was like dumb and dumber take los angeles literally i honestly thought that was it for us <laughs> i mean we usually think it's it for us like quite a lot <laughs> it's not like out of the ordinary we're big like fear-based people <laughs> well remember our first earthquake that was the year we moved in 2013 i thought no i don't remember yeah. that oh i thought we were getting attacked <laughs> <laughs> and my roommates were both from california so they woke up and they're like whatever and i was like you guys the world's ending <laughs> like we're all dying <laughs> like, i don't know i think you texted me and i didn't feel it because i hadn't felt you an earthquake. you'd be asleep being like what yeah exactly i was like in total sloth mode well me and my little dorm <laughs> it shook like hell and i thought i was gonna die yeah i remember that dorm never seen the inside but i've <laughs> driven by quite a few times All right, guys, we're going to jump into our best mood and worst moods of the week. Chloe is so excited. Actually, I don't know your best and worst. I only asked you about your mood boosters. Let's not jump ahead, Lauren. Be a good host, okay? Let's start with our best moods. Let's start on a high, and then let's take it down real fast. (laughs) Okay. You don't want to go low and then jump high? Um, Oh, yeah, we can go low and jump high. No, no, no. Let's let's go high. Yeah, let's go realistic here. Let's go high and then go low. What was your best mood of the week? Well, I think my best mood this week... I feel like motivated is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. I just got promoted, which Woo! is amazing. That was a high five. <laughs> um, and I like it's my first promotion because I've always been a freelancer. So yeah. I've never really had that promotion inside of a company before. And That's it's, true. Yeah. So it's like you don't get promoted as a freelancer. You are what you are. So it was just such a cool experience. Like. I was freaking out. Yeah. I was like, it feels really rewarding. It feels like all your hard work paid off and. I don't know. I was just sitting there like so proud. Like, wow, I killed it last year. You you have to like take like those wins too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like you're someone too that's always looking at the future and like, but I'm not here yet. And like, how am I going to get here? And so when you got promoted and you were so excited and it was just all positivity, I was like, yes, like she's basking in it. She's winning because both of us are like hyper anxiety. Oh yeah. I used to think about the future so like, I was always like, what should I do? What should I do? Like, yeah. where am I going? Where am I going? And like, if I do but, this, will this happen? And if I did it, and I'm oh my God. like, oh my God. That's anxiety, people. Like, but I feel like with this job, I'm finally focusing on right now, you know? Yeah. Like the whole last year, I did not think about anything else than like what I was doing in that moment because it's just so busy all the time. You with, really like threw yourself into it completely. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just really cool. And like to get validated like that is like, it makes you even more motivated to like do even bigger things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So now I'm just like sitting here being like, okay, well, what can I do better? What can I like, I don't know, do crazier. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's such a so good feeling. Good. It's just like I just watching do my, everything. It's just like watching my little sister grow up. I, I love know. It. I mean, it's true. You haven't gotten promoted before. You've been freelancer for so long. Yeah. This is like your first real job. Well, this is like, we, we said that this was like not a job. This was like career. Like this is like yeah. my, yeah. Because I've had jobs, but, like, I mean, you know, like, every job wasn't perfect yet. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was easy, but it was definitely okay. I Okay, so I first started off thinking I was going to be, like, social media specialist, manager, like, running feeds. Do you remember that? Really? Yeah. And I was like, wait, why do I hate this so much? Like, <laughs> literally, they're like, so what time should you post this, this, and this? And I was like, I, I don't know. And then I realized I don't want to be a social media, like, 
strategy manager. I, I really like content, like what you put Creating. on social media. Yeah. Yeah. It's Wait, such a I different thing. about your first job. That's so funny. My best mood is I don't, I don't think it's necessarily like the greatest because financially it's not going great in this department. Oh no. But I did get really inspired. It's, uh, it's actually, I don't think it's a sponsor today, but it's a sponsor from this po- podcast and <laughs> I had be? to pick out furniture and all of a sudden I just got so inspired. I was like, I'm redoing my entire office. Cause also I talked to my therapist last night and I said, I'm like sleeping too much. My sleep schedule, blah, blah, blah. And she said, you really need to focus on like committing to new things and not doing certain things in your bed and like having a healthier routine. Mm-hmm. And she said, why don't you just get like a really comfy chair in your office? So then you can actually work in your office. Where's that comfy chair it's ordered okay it is fucking ordered is a plastic piece of shit (laughs) okay that is not a plastic piece of shit (laughs) that is literally from cb2 and it's just a wool piece of shit (laughs) it's like you didn't follow your your therapist you're looking at the comfy chair (laughs) but i was like wait it's it's so funny that i like pay the big bucks for my therapist and she's like buy a comfy chair and i'm like you're a fucking genius dude i like walk out of there and i'm like thank you so much (laughs) but i literally went down a rabbit hole i bought blankets and chairs and just like reorganizing the whole house Mm because i've lived here for a year it's great but i feel like i can make it even more home so i re feng shui the office so that all the stuff can come in so like the, there's a couch coming for right here okay there's i was a rug it's coming. Very empty right now it's empty because we cleaned it out and then we just feng shui the workspace more so i'm like really excited to have this like because i've been really motivated this year as well with work and so now that i feel like i'm really reorganizing my workspace into even more comfortable and relaxing it's not as much like I don't dread coming in the office and feel weird that I don't have boundaries in my own home. Because if I'm working in bed all day, then it's like, why do I even have an office? No, yeah, that's so true. So I want to like utilize the space and make it more me and more comfortable. So the next time you see it, because I guarantee this chair this, better be you're never going to sit in that chair again. The okay? guests better have the comfy one. Oh, yeah. The guest will have the... Okay, fine. Yeah, that's going to do. <laughs> Shit. All right. No, but so true. Like you, you're like a freelancer, you know? Yeah. So working from home is hard. So hard. It's like, how do you stay motivated? It's you have to like have the boundaries like you have to because it's your your own like obviously you're freelancing. So you're working for someone else, but you're kind of saying yes to things and also in control and have a lot of say in it. But it gets really, really hard because my bed is literally down the hall. Yeah, you could just jump in and that's it. And I do all the time. I like I need to just like actually make boundaries and like make more commitments if yeah. that makes sense. Like to your office, like you're in the office. Exactly. And like that's it. Literally I got home from a meeting at like five thirty and I could have eat I literally went to my room and was about to sit down on my iPad and I was like, wait, I just refunctuate the office. At least I can come into like a clean space and yeah. just like finish the day Do working. Do you like change your outfit so you feel like you're I'm gonna say no, Ooh. but I'm gonna ask anyway. Yeah, I actually you love your sweats. I, I went to a meeting like this today. No, you didn't. I swear to God, I'm wearing sweatpants and just a t-shirt and slippers. And okay, no no I didn't Oh my God, <laughs> what are your toes? <laughs> I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Okay. My family is so like full Lauren, of critiques about. What is that? You guys, you will never meet more. You will never meet You bigger. look like you walked barefoot across the country. <laughs> like what the fuck is that? You will never. Also, why do you have one sock on? Okay. <laughs> like you wanted me to show you. Like you wanted to, <laughs> to spotlight that toe. <laughs> 
No, they both look this bad. Okay, also, I don't know why I look like a corpse right now. Maybe my foot is cold. I was going to say, why is your toe purple? Because okay, I went to my meeting with boots on, and I have a blister on one foot, so I put a sock on one foot. That looks like a dead person's foot. Yeah, it really does. I have to get a pedicure. I've been right, saving your money. Your toenails. Okay, I used to get myself pedicures, and then it just got really bad, so I let them grow out, and now they're just fresh, and they're really disgusting. Remember it's- when I had to teach you that you had to brush your teeth in the morning? Too? Okay, let's not go there. It's no, it's like night. seared in. At no, night. it was the morning. No, it was at night. It was in Hilton Head. We woke up and I was like, time to brush our teeth. And you went right to the beach. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, why didn't she go in the bathroom with me? Why didn't she take oh, out so her toothbrush? I was like 10. Did you? I literally every day for a week watched you in the morning. And I was like, this is the day. Like, she's going to go in there. She's going to brush her teeth. Well, because I thought since you weren't doing anything at night. like <laughs> That's what you said, too. That was your argument. I find, The last day of the trip, I finally brought it up because I had to. And I was so shy at this time. I, like, planned it out all week. And oh I was like, God. okay, Lauren. Um, so I noticed you don't brush your teeth in the morning. And, like, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. So, like, what's up? And you're like, wait, brush your teeth in the morning. Oh, my God. You were like, I don't eat anything while I'm sleeping. I was like, (laughs) you probably sleep with your mouth open eating spiders. Which I do. Yeah. I am a mouth breather. It's like dragon breath. And you just went out to the beach. Well, this is upsetting me, so I might as well (laughs) say my bad mood of the week. Don't let me bring up the beach to the bed story. Okay, shut the fuck up. This isn't exposed Lauren podcast. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You went right from the beach straight into bed. Do you not remember that? That's just like so out of character now, you know? I hope so. Every time I get in bed, really I think, think about that it. I would get in the, do you really think that I wouldn't shower? I wash my hands like 1,700 times a day now. Don't even, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> I won't say I that. I used to not be a big hand washer. I, I don't believe. Never shake Lauren. I just like didn't believe in soap. But I do now. I, buy, I spend good money Lauren on soap. Lauren rolled around on the beach all day. And literally, we shared a bed at this time. We went back to our room. She drops her towel and just slides right into bed like those clean sheets done i was a free you didn't even have your own twin bed like it became my problem too (laughs) you know like i had to get into those sheets oh you know what else became my problem (laughs) you and your 20s okay (laughs) so you had to deal with sand i i almost block your number once a month okay and you know that's a fact you know that's a fact okay my worst mood of the week has to do with beds which is perfect because you okay Do you know my podcast was going to be called It's Fine, I'm Fine? (laughs) It should be. We're not fine. (laughs) Instead, it's mood because then we can play around with it. We're both psychos. We literally are. Whenever I say, oh, you haven't met my cousin, like she's like me, but like even crazier. (laughs) No, but people don't know that. No, I know. You keep it together real nice. Yeah, like on Instagram, I look like a little cute like, hi guys. You do look super cute And then you meet me, I'm like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're nothing like your Instagram real life. (laughs) I know, I have to apologize. Like I'm so sorry about my Instagram. I'm not like that. My worst mood of the week is all my stress napping. And you actually got me out of it because you accidentally showed up at my house on Saturday. And you, you and Hudson were going to lunch. Your worst mood of the week is n- stress napping? Yeah. So, like, my worst mood is stress. In okay. Which ro- and you stress nap. And I stress nap. So, when I get really overwhelmed, the, my What coping, do you call the other naps you do? Like, you those nap all the time. S- well, I, those are also stress naps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My coping mechanism is napping because then I don't have to deal with... I get it. The world anymore. Mine's like traveling. Like let's leave. Yours is like running away. Yeah. Mine is like going to bed. Right. So I just did a, a little bit too much of stressing and stress napping this week. So that was my worst mood. But like I always say, could be worse. I mean, I feel like that's not that bad. Yeah. It's more like, okay, let's, let's fix it. Let's not keep But you are it. a fixer. I'm a fixer? Oh, I think so. Really? Yeah. I'm always like, 
I have issues. And you're like, come over. We're going to fix them right fucking now. That's true. I don't like dilly dally. I'm like, no. we're fixing them right now. That's very true. Literally so I'm last kind of night surprised. on the phone. Last night on the phone. I was like, you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to call me back. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> you called me back like two hours later. Like, I'm, even like, more okay, I'm good. <laughs> and then finally, oh, I'm good. Thanks for dealing with me. I'm like, yeah, no problem. That's how our relationship goes. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. What was your worst mood of the week? I mean, I know it, but you can't obviously say it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No, I feel like overwhelmed is my worst mood of the week. Okay. Motivated, but overwhelmed. That's normal. Yeah, it is normal. Because <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Because I know what your real worst mood was. It, I was still overwhelmed. Yeah, that's true. But sometimes your overwhelmedness is your own making. It's just like, okay, you have all this great stuff and then it makes you over like, do you ever feel like, okay, you're finally doing all the stuff you want to do and then you feel overwhelmed by it because you're like, okay, now something bad has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. What's that it's called? Like Catastrophizing? The all the good, Catastrophizing. Yeah. It's like all the good stuff happens. That's why I said like, it's so good that you enjoyed your promotion because you have to at least let yourself have those small wins because it's so easy to be like, okay, I got promoted, but like, oh, what right. if this is it? You know what I mean? I feel like it always starts with what if or but. Exactly. And those are the and things I do that, that a lot. And those are the things I don't allow you when we have conversations. If she wants to have a productive conversation with me, she's not allowed to say what if or but you cut me off and it's good. Yeah. It's like it's not it's just like straight up because we, we want to fix the problem. So it's straight up not allowed. You can say it in your mind all you want. But as long as I'm trying to like make you not, then we can have a more productive conversation. Well, yeah, because I feel like anxiety is the what ifs. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. It's separating anxiety from reality. And I do that all the time. I live in my head. I'm yeah. like, well, what if this happens? This is the worst thing ever. And you're like, that didn't happen yet. Yeah. So why are you worrying about yeah. it? Yeah. I'm like, well, what if you get in the car and get in a car accident? Are you never going to drive again? And you're like, I mean, well, <laughs> but. And I'm like, no buts. <laughs> no well, buts. but what if? <laughs> yeah, but what if? And I'm like, no. But it's like when good things happen to you, you want to do all these things. And it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. Like then you set all these new goals. You want to like outdo yourself from last year. Like every new year I get anxious because yeah. I'm like, okay, how do I make everything better than last year? Yeah. And it's overwhelming. And you have to like execute. It's like all these things that you thought. Now you actually have to execute them. Into exactly. Reality. So it's like, oh shit. Now I actually have to do all of it. Yeah. It's like you celebrate it. And it's kind of like a thing in your head. Like, Ooh, this is so great. Yeah. And then the next day happens and you're like, oh wait, like I actually have to and you show up now. to work and you're like, oh, wait, I do have the promotion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, oh, wait, I have the promotion. It was just an excuse to go <laughs> right. to dinner and like, cheers. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, shit. <laughs> the celebrations were fun and now it's time to get real. Now it's real life. And it is overwhelming, but it's also, like I said, motivating. Like, exactly. You want to work your ass off. Before we jump into the next segment, you guys know this episode is all about work, 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 work. Chloe talks so much later on in the episode about just really exploring your passions, teaching yourself new things, and just so much about how she's taught herself everything you guys if you don't know about skillshare this episode in skillshare is literally perfect for you if you leave here being like oh my god i'm so inspired what do i do next you get skillshare you can literally explore new skills deepen existing passions and get lost in creativity with skillshare's online classes what you find just might surprise you it's an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning there's so much to explore with real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives. 
Skillshare really empowers you to accomplish real growth. They have classes that are designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold, which is so important, especially when you're someone balancing a lot. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to like pricey in-person classes and workshops. Those are so expensive. An annual subscription for Skillshare is less than $10 a month. I mean, are you kidding me? What are you waiting for? You guys, there's classes for any creative and curious person. They have topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, literally everything that this podcast is about today. So get inspired, listen to this podcast, and then go explore your creativity. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth, and you can go to Skillshare.com mood and get two free months of premium membership. That's whole two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Literally, what are you waiting for? Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash mood. That's Skillshare.com slash mood. Well, on that low, let's jump into some mood boosters, boosting that mood up too, too. You know, a mood booster can be a person too. You're kind of my mood booster of the day. Me? Who do you think I'm talking to? Honey, give me a hug. (laughs) (laughs) You actually have really good mood boosters. I'm excited for everyone to hear that. Are you shocked? I'm just... I don't know like actually I wasn't because I think you're such like a low-key like almost like influencer even though you're like not at all like I feel like I'm in we're both influenced not not at all I'm saying you work on the other side of it but like you also like have really good style and like really good taste and we're always like influencing each other so I was excited for your mood boosters and they did not disappoint so much honey you're welcome honey if you want to hug later just let me know no I'm good um So my first mood booster is my APL sneakers. And if you don't have APL, they are worth the splurge. Do you have them? No, you have like Nikes and stuff, right? No, but do they have a new store? And it's like really aesthetically beautiful. Yes. Okay. They're so comfortable. And I got like the white pair, which makes you feel like super like neutral and like Instagram-y. Cool. Okay, don't hate me. But they're actually running shoes. I thought they were more like style fashion. No, they're running shoes. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I think they're like also like leisure, but they're definitely like workout running shoes okay. or whatever. So I've been using them to go on walks, which is something I've incorporated into my mood boosting as well, because I realize I never walk unless I'm walking the dogs. And that's kind of like stressful because my dogs are mm, not the brightest bunch. That's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. They love, <sighs> they love their aunt Chloe. Everyone that loves me, I don't like. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. very valid. So I've been going on more walks and it's like good for like disconnecting and like actually get because in L.A. you forget that you can walk places because you drive everywhere. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I know. Yeah. And you're like totally the opposite of that. But I'm not. So I actually have been walking with my APLs. I like which, that. Which has to do with your mood, your next mood booster or your first mood booster. OK, so I signed up for that Nike half marathon. Oh, my God. I can't. I feel like I'm going to say like I kind of regret it, but I really don't. Like I thought You're I was a runner. I know. I thought I was going to start running and be like, oh, I regret this. But I started running and being like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever like decided to do. Yeah. Um, everyone on the Revolve social team pretty much is signed up. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so it's amazing. And it's I've never done a half marathon before. I've always been a soccer runner. Yeah. But I've never been like a long distance, really long distance runner without like thinking about it right like soccer it's like you do it and you're not really like i'm running but you're like eight playing miles. A game. Yeah. yeah so my mood booster is the nike run club app which um coco from where from revolve showed it to me so the there's like a section where it plans out your whole training program it tells you exactly what to do every day you can press start and there's like a coach in your ear like actually telling you what to do and like literally motivating you through the whole run that's so sick yeah do they have something 
like on the app for if you're not doing like a marathon or something if you just like want to run oh yeah they have everything like they have so Ooh, many themed runs that. yeah like if you're on a treadmill they have treadmill runs if you want to like plug in like how long you want to go for or like the distance you want to run it, it's like everything because i really want to get into cardio yeah no it's so much better because okay. you could run alone and feel like you're creepily not because there's someone in your ear being like run bitch you yeah know? Because, like, whenever I run outside, I feel like I'm, like, but I'm not going anywhere. So, I feel, like, so awkward. So, I feel like having the person in your ear telling you exactly what to do and, like, knowing that you're doing a certain thing would be so nice. And there's so many different ones. There's, like, intervals. There's, like, speed. There's distance. Like, anything you want to do, you could look it up. Is it free? Yes. Wow. You sign up through the Nike Nike, Nike's, like doing just fine he's killing it i think they're just fine my next mood booster is my keep cup which do you know what it looks like no okay so it's basically this like reusable reusable (laughs) like glass cup claudia made me get it because she saw me post my starbucks cup and yelled at me for using plastic and i was like oh my god you're a perfect angel like let me live my life but you're right and and so she was like, get the keep cup. And I was like, wait, this is actually really cute. So it's glass. It has a little cork, like coast, what's a little cork sleeve. And I made my own matcha latte in it today. And um, did I feel cute, cute and bougie? You bet your bottom dollar. Or does it stay warm? I don't know. It's glass. Glass is really in right now. <laughs> I don't know. I did an iced matcha latte. Oh, it's iced. I did ice. I don't drink hot stuff. What? I don't drink iced stuff. Really? Yeah. What do you drink for coffee? Hot coffee. Oh. Black with almond milk oh i drink cold beer with almond milk even if it's like the dead of winter yeah i got it when i was home in chicago i get like hot in the dead of summer and people think i'm a psychopath but yeah the keep cup is really great i'm gonna link it on lord elizabeth inc because we're gonna link all the mood boosters obviously but it's like so cute and if i just i was driving in my car and i was like "Ooh, look at me i have my shit together it's like it's a nice front you know yeah it's cute because like when you're doing nike run club it's like you clearly have your shit together because you're physically running when you have a keep cup it's like it's a toss-up it's a toss-up she's either faking it or not so (laughs) big news everyone big news you guys you're hearing it here first 24 just let everyone know and i got my first I got my first facial. I just, I, I truly, we were I sitting, know, and we're we related. were sitting on Christmas night. Yeah, and I was convincing you to get a facial. I honestly walked in so ner- like I wanted to call my mom. Oh my! It's like going to the doctor's office for the first time alone, and you're like, "What do Wait, I do?" It's a facial. No, I was so nervous. They came up to me and they're like, "So, what are your problem areas?" I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> I've never like touched my skin. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to do." They're like, "So, what's your routine right now?" I was like splashing water on my face i don't know which is insane because she has really good skin i mean i don't know how oh i do know how accutane right oh yeah yeah we went on accutane in high school really working for me right now (laughs) (laughs) but it was so scary until i sat down where'd you go uh face house oh that's where i told you to go yeah it's like it's really nice you know hudson went there recently to get his blackhead popped in his ear Okay, and that's then ended up something I didn't want to fucking know. Um, <laughs> gross. I love the facials there. They're so good. Well, I didn't even know what it entailed. Like, she was like, what's your vibe? Like, what do you want to focus on? Like, brightening. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> what are the other options? She's tuned out. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, yeah, do whatever. And then they put, like, a mask on you. Yeah. And then it turns really fucking bright. And I was like, can I open my eyes? Oh, do you really? know what I'm talking about? Like the vitamin C mask? Oh, no. It's like you sit under like a hot light. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I wanted to open my eyes so badly. Oh, my control issues. I know. And she's like, don't open. But like it feels really bright. It felt really good. 
Does it, if I You're my glowing. Eyes, am I? Yeah. They have good products there too. Did you go home with oh, new yeah. products? She gave me the whole rundown. Yeah. Because she, she said, what's your routine? And I was like, I don't have one. <laughs> like I literally splashed my face with soap, <laughs> use a Neutrogena wipe, call it a night. Oh my, you do? I mean, and I put lotion on. Oh my God. But not like fancy lotion. It's just like <laughs> lotion. <laughs> like I might use it on my hands, you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> face lotion but no she gave me she wrote down like what to do and i was like do people do this every night oh, uh, oh my, god, my god your followers are dying right now <laughs> your followers are like what do you think we listen to podcasts and go on instagram for yeah, for skincare they're routines. gonna protest against chloe <laughs> no because you're doing it now okay you're right you have a skincare routine now i, I mean i do yeah. I, I bought all the products i did the whole shebang are you gonna commit to it oh i'm obsessed really yeah like Total i feel like booster? i should start a podcast <laughs> Chloe's skincare. Hey guys, so today I did the same thing I did last night. It's going really well. <laughs> There's so many. You cleanse twice. Do you do that? I've actually heard about the double cleansing. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say trend, but it's like I say trend when I just hear people talk about it more. And I've been doing it because obviously you want to wash everything like off your it's face. Like oil and, like everything. and then yeah. gel. Because cream. I mean, it depends like obviously what washes you're using, but you're supposed to wash your face twice like at the end of the day because at first it gets like the top layer off. Then you're actually cleansing your skin. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like you're cleansing everything off your skin. Then you're actually cleansing your skin. If that mean, makes sense. I feel like I'm finally focusing on my skin. Yeah. Because when we're young, we're like, whatever. Yeah, but you, you, now I'm... What you do in your 20s dictates how you look in your 30s. Oh, yeah. My next mood booster is my candle splurge. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I went out and bought a bunch of diptyque candles because obviously my best mood of the week was like cozy and home. And like I know Chloe's saying I don't leave my house, but like I am working on it. But at least when I am here, I want to feel really good. So I was like, I need diptyque candles. I hadn't gotten any candles in a while. I basically went through, you know, when you like get candles as a gift. I don't know if you do, but like I went through. I was like, you don't get gifts. What am I talking about? (laughs) I've never got the candle thing until like recently. It's like the best. It is. I love candles now. Especially when it's a nice candle. Like you just feel like when everything's clean and you have a nice candle and it smells good, it just changes your whole mood. No, I totally get it And it feels so good. So I went through all the candles that I'd gotten as as gifts. So I was like, shit, time to actually buy candles. And I got really good scents and I cleaned out all the candle jars because they're really cute. So I scraped out all the extra wax, ran hot water in it. And now I'm using them as little like brush, like makeup brush holders and like ring stuff. So then you're like getting more bang for your buck. Right. I'll show you them when we're done. They're super okay. cute. I highly recommend Diptyque candles. They're like just the absolute best. I'll buy you one. Okay. Okay. Please do. I'm going to. That's like what I do when I like want someone to do something so badly. I just buy it for them. I do I mean, it for Cameron. I do it for thing you. Now. Like I didn't even used to wear perfume and now I'm like really into it. I just like don't understand. Like <laughs> these are like things like I actually like honestly didn't know. Like I knew that like you'd never gotten a facial, but like I didn't know you just splash water on your face and I didn't know you don't wear perfume. Wait, I splash water on my face and then I put lotion on. That's just like And not- I never used to wear perfume, but now Tom Ford fucking fabulous. That's a that's oh, a fucking mood booster. I love Tom Ford perfume. That fucking fabulous scent is the best. Oh it is? Yes. I feel it's like not that girly. It has like that masculine yeah. touch. It's like unisex. Okay. Which I really like. I love unisex. Yeah. It's like, it's really. <laughs> sort of like, it's like a certain type of sex. Yeah. I love missionary. <laughs> <laughs> I love that unisex. <laughs> I love unisex. What's your, what's your uh, final mood booster? Ooh, I'm really excited about this one. Oh yeah. So as I'm um, scrolling through Instagram all the time. Yes. The thing that pops up the most, cause I always like their posts and I'm always looking at it is. We're not really strangers. Yes. That account. Yes. So I just realized that's a game. Actually, did you know it's a game first? Yes. I have a whole backstory to this that I've been oh, waiting to tell you on the podcast. Oh, well, fuck you. I've been talking about it. Well, no. Okay. First of all, I showed you one of their memes or like <laughs> posts 
on Christmas Eve and I sent it to you. Remember we've read through the anxiety one about like oh, right, right. anxiety versus yes. reality. So that was where we're not really strangers. On top of we're that, so the girl that started it, Corrine, modeled for the second drop of XLE. Oh, are she you She was the serious? girl with the short black hair. Oh my God, she that's insane. She is the nicest, just like most genuine. I need to have her on the podcast. She's, it, yeah, we you just should. Had an and I'm going to sit there and just ask her questions on the literally, side. Literally, like we just had an instant connection. She was the one that literally changed my life in a way where she said, sometimes you feel like you're having this gut intuition feeling in it's actually just anxiety. So when you're having anxiety, you confuse it with the gut stinks, gut instinct. And then you start freaking out. And I'm like, Oh my God, she's, and she just explained it to me. And I was like, Oh my God. And we literally just sat on my floor after we shot and we just talked for like two hours. I remember that post now. Yes. Cause I was telling you like, I have such, I feel like I have such good intuition. And then I'm like, Oh, is yes. this going to happen? Because I feel it's going to happen. Yes. And you're like, wait, no, I'm feeling anxiety. It's not intuition. It's so hard to like, distinguish though yeah it, it is really hard especially when you're like have never gone to like therapy or learned about like your anxiety and you and like some people like don't even think they have, like for a while I used to tell you like you have anxiety and you'd be like what are you talking about like remember like you're we're just like younger and we don't really know oh, what anxiety yeah. is well I remember I went to the doctor and I was like I'm having a heart attack yeah and I left with a therapist card yeah. so <laughs> like people like, like that went well <laughs> you were like my grandma called us and uh, she, I go hello she goes hello and I'm like what's <laughs> up she goes Chloe's at the doctor doctor something's wrong i think she's having a heart attack and i was like i hate to break it to you guys i know her she's not having a heart attack she's having an anxiety attack no one yeah. fucking believed me that was my first anxiety out. attack and was yes your- i took a chest x-ray you bet i did <laughs> and they were like nothing <laughs> wait so do you now follow we're not really strangers oh, on instagram so, i love okay so i just got the game too and i actually just recently played it you got the game i did oh my god um and i played I it played with it. a really good friend and it's so like I wish I actually played it with a stranger because I, I feel like you'd actually get really close and bond through it. It's oh crazy. My God. A recent post she did was like how to love yourself uh-huh. Her recent post. Um, I don't know if you read it. I actually didn't scroll through it yet. Oh my God. It's like my favorite post she's ever posted. Now. Really? But it, you should get the game and follow her because even if you just need those like little reminders, oh, they're so good. They're so good. And it just like really shows like self love and like all the stupid things you like worry ex- about. It doesn't matter. It like explains things that you're almost like thinking in your head. Right. And then the cool thing is you see like all the comments and you're like, wait, we're all thinking the same thing. Exactly. And you feel less crazy too. And I don't know why it's kind of weird, but I always, it's always on my timeline and in Instagram when I need it. It's like, I I'm freaking out and then all of a sudden it pops up and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's crazy. She, th- She's it's right. amazing. You guys need to go find we're not really strangers on Instagram and I'm definitely going to get the game and like play. You with should. People quick break to talk to you guys about my breasts yeah that's right my breasts you want to be a strong independent woman you want to feel comfortable all day you want to be able to work 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 that's all I do you guys but I need to be comfortable and let me tell you I could never actually find bras that fit you guys think I'm lying but I'm not if I could show you what was under all the photos on my recent campaign shoot for my clothing line it would be third love bras. Literally no joke. I was so excited. I had the perfect nude bra to model every single piece of clothing in my collection and was so comfortable and wore it all night long. Literally never took this bra off. It's so, so amazing. So basically with third love, they use measurements of millions of women to design bras with comfort and support. They have bras in over 80 sizes. So don't fret if you've never been able to find a bra that works for you. Just because I'm saying it works for me. I actually know it will work for you too. 
You first take your Fit Finder quiz and answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. I love a quiz. I think it's so much fun. And I didn't even know that your breast shape matters when finding a good fit, but I always had a feeling because I know that I have a weird breast shape. And so this literally was just amazing. I literally got this bra and I was like, wait, whoa, what? I actually like wearing a bra. It's incredible. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. They also have a perfect fit promise and every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, don't stress. You just return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So why not try it? Third Love is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Their straps don't slip and they have tagless labels so there's no itching. I mean, I literally wore this all day, all night. I was changing my top a million times. You never saw the strap. Obviously, didn't have to worry about tags. Like it was, it's just a no-brainer. The best part too is that Third Love donates all their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in the local San Francisco Bay Area across the United States. So far, they've donated over 15 million bras. That just makes me so happy. You guys, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash mood now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash mood for 15% off today. I picked the topic of the day and it was really hard for me to pick because obviously Chloe is my female cousin. She's like the closest in age to me. She's my best friend, also my family member. So I thought that was really interesting of like having, I don't know, a close female relationship that's actually blood relative. But it was so funny because I put on Instagram, what do you guys want to know? What should our topic be? And everyone wants to know about career, how we both obviously are from the Midwest and ended up in LA, a little bit of our relationship. And everyone's obviously fascinated because if you haven't figured it out by now, Chloe works for the one and only Revolve. So we are going to do a deep dive in all things how Chicago girls ended up in Los Angeles working and not to toot our horns, but pretty much killing it in social media. And I say that mostly for her because you guys don't even understand. I've learned so much from her. I've watched her thrive and I'm the first person to make fun of Chloe. So like I have never been more proud since she started working at Revolve and I just like brag about her all the time. So we Stop are going to do blushing. no, like seriously, like, you know me, I'm always like, yeah, you know, like my cousin Chloe. Yeah. Like that's my cousin. <laughs> like whenever we've weirdly never been on the same Revolve trip since you've worked there. Well, you brought me as a plus one. Do you well, remember that's that? That's what I said. Since yeah. I worked there, Chloe came to the Hamptons as Claudia's plus one. Oh, right. I wasn't then, even your plus one. No. She didn't even invite me as her plus one, everyone. Yeah. Claudia invited Send Chloe. Send her hate mail. <laughs> Claudia DM her. Chloe. And I invited Cameron. But the best was that, like, it'd be like you, me, and Cameron, like, sitting in the bed. Do you remember oh, that? Because yeah. you were like, I don't want no, to go I was back playing to my- basketball with the boyfriends. Yeah. You like, were literally. That's how bro I was. Me and Claudia would go take pictures, and Cameron and Chloe would go play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and I, me and Cameron were first and second in knockout yeah i know i almost was like should i lose so i don't look really weird (laughs) (laughs) and lo and behold now you're working at the company dunking yeah Yeah, literally literally like lebron james over there okay so let's first talk about really quick before we jump into your career path let's talk really quick about how our relationship has changed how close we were growing up and how we both ended up in la and how it is living in the same city so would you say (laughs) oh god (laughs) chloe (laughs) yeah so would you say that we're close growing up describe describe our trajectory to where we are now i feel like this is like i'm in the hot seat well you kind of are i mean we're both gonna talk you know me i can't shut up i started a podcast i okay like you said i feel like we were sis like you were my sister growing up because we both just had 
brothers and then well like in our age group we went through stages like we were really close and then we kind of had that like bitchy competitiveness we hated each other for like a year when was that so it was basically like it was this weird year i can't like pinpoint it but i know that we were really bitchy towards each other it was definitely before high school it was like when we were young it was like really young i feel like it was like middle school yeah, we just like, would, but we still liked it. Like, yeah, we still like, yeah. wanted to be friends, but we would just purposely butt heads so much and like fight over who got to hang out with the boys and oh who my was God. better at this. And like, it was such as it was just kid stuff. It was so stupid. You put a spider in my hair. Do you remember that? That was no. the that was the era. Really? It was in my Barbie playhouse. You picked up a dead spider in the like okay the playhouse and you put it in my hair and it was in my hair all day and you were laughing at me the whole day and i was like what well because you hated spiders but also like yeah. you were a little bit of the that spawn the of satan thing i've for, ever you've ever done you were the spawn of satan for quite a few years like I let's was. not like beat around the bush here i was very shy and i hated everyone but my mom <laughs> she i used to call her shadow because she mom shadow she would only communicate through her mom to yeah. her mom would never leave her mom's like, side mom, tell- Lauren, she sucks. <laughs> yeah, like you <laughs> literally like hit Hudson in the head one time and okay, walked away. I feel away. like that's a fake, fake news. It's not. You just like don't remember it. So but when I was five, I just walked up and hut- punched Hudson in the Why face. Why does everyone in our family remember it besides you? I don't want to be weird, but like I feel like that's kind of like badass. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, all time favorite memory of Chloe is when, and she's going to cut me off and make this somehow. No, don't say it. Is when we went golfing when we were little. And You're going to say this? At you my were wedding. the only oh I'm gonna say this in my wedding in my wedding speech for you <laughs> you were the only one with a water bottle and our little cousin was getting destroyed by fire ants and screaming crying and someone said Chloe do you have water she goes yep and then just <laughs> chugs it Okay, first of all, the backstory of that is that it was 100 degrees out. And that you were a spawn of Satan. And I wanted to stay inside. And Lauren's like, no, we're going golfing with the boys. Yeah, because so I wanted to made me go golfing. I wanted to be cool. Yeah, I didn't want to be cool. I wanted to sleep and read a book. Ugh. So oh, the times have changed. I was already cranky. You know, <laughs> maybe it was a low moment. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and you wonder why you and Beck aren't close. Yeah, shout out to or Beck. Was it Anders? I don't know. We're really no, close with our it younger cousins. Is definitely Beck. <laughs> We're super close with our younger cousins. They love us. We know all about them. <laughs> yep. Mm, yes, I know. Summaries of their life. Say how old Beck is on three. One, two, three. Twelve. Twenty? What? What? <laughs> Wait. How old is Anders on three? One, two, three. Sixteen. Eight. Okay. Eight? <laughs> Honestly, you're too young. Tivo and Lucy are always like 10 in my mind. Okay, so we obviously hated each other for a little bit, but it's interesting how we went from high school to where we are now, don't you think? I feel like in high school, we were opposites. We were total opposites you in were, high school. Honestly, it was like a stereotype. You were the cheerleader. I was the athlete. Yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. I Cheerleading is athletic. I was an okay, athlete. Yeah. You were the soccer player. Okay, that's true. Cheerleading is very athletic. I mean, have you not watched but Cheer on you Netflix? Were like, you don't want to upset the times right now. Oh, yeah. Send me hate mail, everyone. <laughs> At Chloe Parr, just DM me. But it is different groups. Like, you guys were all, like, girly and, like, cute. And we're into, like, you know, all the yeah. beauty. And I was straight up. I had a knot in my hair because I didn't brush my hair for, like, three years. Yeah, like, I hung out with girls in your grade that were, like, that wasn't your friend group. Like, I didn't hang yeah. out with you. I hung out. But I hung out with girls in your grade. Which was, like, honestly kind of weird. It was, like, weird, but, like, we no, didn't, like, not. talk about it. Like, it wasn't weird to us. I actually feel like we were close in high school. We were, just not, like, socially. But we were still, like, family and, like, really close. Yeah, we weren't, like, that friendship 
best friendship level, but we were cousins. Yeah, like we weren't like skipping down the hallway holding hands. But like no, now yeah, we yeah. skip down the streets of LA holding hands. I feel like in once we moved to LA, it just changed. Yeah, it changed everything. Because we need like we only had each other. Yeah. And then it made us realize that we've always only had each other mm-hmm. our whole lives. Yeah. Like yeah, we have our brothers, but we're not going to go to our brother being like, oh my God, I just got my period. Yeah. My brother would literally pass out being like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking Hudson about? Hudson would be like, ew, I don't fucking care, yeah, dude. Would. Be like, why the fuck are you talking to me? Yeah, like literally. Shout out to Hudson. Downstairs. <laughs> Living in LA made us like really close. And then we've just now been through so many chapters of LA together. Like, I feel like we've lived here for like thinking about us when we were our first year in LA seems like an eternity ago. Oh my God, that seems forever ago we were like really inseparable at the beginning too till we like got our footing in our careers i think well the first thing we i i don't know why this just sticks out in my head because i feel like it really started both of our careers in a way is we went to the american music awards yeah as fans of one direction yep and then and all we wanted to do was get a selfie with harry styles yeah. do you remember that you got a selfie with him and then he started walking away and you saw my face just like go black honestly the life flashed for my eyes i was like if she doesn't get a selfie with him my life's over because you got such like, a good I'm one have too to photoshop my face with lauren like, i was like oh my god she got it and he's walking away like i thought my life was over thank god you got it i know we wouldn't be sitting here today but that is like kind of like you that would like your first internship was with Dick Clark, who obviously yeah. puts on the American music awards. And then that was kind of my first step into like, I don't know, like, like getting dressed like up LA and stuff. And like red carpets in Hollywood. Yeah. We used to like, there was a point where we went to like a couple of red carpet shows because we just like wanted to like meet celebrities and we're living no, in that LA. That was the first one. That was the first one. But I'm saying like chapter wise, like we were kind of just like attending. And then the next thing, you know, like flash forward a year or two oh, right, right. and you're working the social media on the red carpet. And I was getting my picture taken. Yeah. Like that's so insane. weird. I remember but I even came up to you it. with like a headset and a walkie. And I was like, and then you were obviously the, the beautiful like celebrity posing. And first like, of all, hey. like you're still stunning <laughs> in all black. Let's be real. Okay. But we both looked at each other and i know we had that moment like whoa because i just saw you crazy. like killing it like i don't know i'm someone who just like has so much more like respect for like those like people like hustling like t- quote unquote behind the scenes right and so the fact that i'm like with a group of friends and we're all there to like get our picture taken and then i see you with like your walkie like running around like running the show i was like that's my fucking cousin <laughs> like hell yeah little did i know i had so much to go from that point yeah but, but there was a point like even like at the revolve awards I didn't see you the whole time because no. you were literally running the show. I literally would send videos to Lauren of her on the red carpet being like, I see you because yeah. I was just viewing the show from my computer, but it just, just working the whole time. Yeah. It's just so weird because we started up as fan. I, we've never seen celebrities in our lives. No. I remember I saw One Direction in person. And I was like, what the fuck? Is that real? It was like, I think I almost like tripped my brains. And then before that, at the American Music Awards, our first thing, we found out we were going the night before. We woke up at 8 a.m. and ran to the Grove and bought whatever dresses they yeah. had in our size. Yeah. We did not plan it at all. All. No, we just got lucky. Literally, we, we just honestly got, got lucky. Would you ever like, if you were in a red carpet, be like, oh, "I'll just shop the morning of"? Literally, it sounds like a night. I have dreams about as a twenty-five-year-old about not being ready for prom. <laughs> I remember, I'm twenty-five. Yeah. We went to Top Shop, went to Starbucks, and we're like, "Eh, we're good." And then I did my own smoky eye. <laughs> I remember. And I made you do mine. Yeah, and it was like it was like prom or something. Yeah. So basically, you went to UCLA, and mm-hmm. you did. You got an internship while you were at UC- UCLA yes i was i was a sophomore when i actually i was a freshman when we went to that american first american news awards we ended up meeting people that worked there and then 
honestly, I don't know what got into me, but I was like, I know I have to put my name out there and be like, is there an opportunity as an internship? Which is, it was like an out of body experience. Like I am never like that. I'm like so shy and like timid back then. Yeah. Um, so I ended up talking to the right person and being like, is there any opportunities? Like I just loved the energy of a red carpet. Like, I mean, you know me, like I hate always just like staying inside and just like, I need to always be moving and like around people and like that red carpet just like sparked something. Yeah. So that's when it started. It was freshman year. And then she was like, yeah, like, let me set you up and like talk to the right people and interview. And then sophomore year was that internship. So I was actually working that internship. And then I was a part-time student at UCLA just for that year. Were you doing like the, like social media on the red carpets during the internship or just working at a desk? (laughs) I, so, okay. I was working at a desk. I had no expectations. I was writing, I was a copywriter pretty much. Like I was writing copy for all their tweets and like, Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I don't even know if Instagram was like the main social at that point. Snapchat was really big at that point too yeah but twitter was like i remember being the main thing like i wrote all the twitter copy keep in mind i had no experience like i literally was just like going with it yeah and i was like yeah i know this like yeah but i was learning as i was going and then i remember my boss came up to me and he was like yeah so like the hollywood film awards are going and i need you there and i was just trying to act casual i was like okay yeah cool mm-hmm. totally casual <laughs> and then i get there and i find out what i'm doing is like on the red carpet like taking photos and like getting like content of people on the red carpet like all the celebrities and stuff so i'd have to like go up to people and be like can we have you saying this yeah which i've never even talked to someone famous before (laughs) like can you imagine (laughs) me as like an 18 year old from like the midwest doing that it's just being like hey diplo can you say hey we're at the amas yeah like that became like your life and looking back i was such a nerd that first event really like i even talked to my old boss now who's like i call my mentor now but like at the time my boss um (laughs) he saw me like in the red carpet like actual camera and i looked so serious really like game face on (laughs) i was like okay leonardo's here like let's do this like (laughs) i was such a nerd like no chill whatsoever obviously you were doing your internship which is really great because it's like networking and then like figuring out what you want to do did that have anything to do with what you were studying in college like did it was it helpful okay so a lot of people ask me like oh what'd you study in college to like get to where you are now yeah and it's so funny because I studied English literature. That was my major. And then my minor was film and television. But people are just like, wait, what? I didn't even know that was your minor. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was, but it was mostly like screenwriting. Oh, okay. Even though I really liked the directing part of it too. But yeah, it was like English and then screenwriting. Um, but it's so, people are like, what do you do with your English major now? Like, yeah, what's that about? But I really picked it because I love books and reading. Like, you really do. Honestly, it was just like a passion thing. Yeah. Um, but thinking back now, it's like, wait, that actually makes sense because what I love most is storytelling. Mm, Yeah. And then through job experience, I like realized my English major made me really good and like at storytelling and like thinking of a narrative and like how to structure stories. Yeah. And then I just learned through work that I actually like visual storytelling and it kind of just like clicked. Yeah. Cause I remember even like when you first started going on revolve trips, not to jump forward, but you would before you even left, like figure out a story and try to do something different of like, Oh, what if we do like a food story and then we get the girls here and then we sit like show how they make it and where the narrative, like it's very like a narrative for you and then you tell it visually. It's like anything I create now I think of as a book, which is so weird because I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be an author. Yeah. So now when I'm thinking of like Instagram stories, I actually think of it as a a small novel, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, okay, who's the narrator? What's the storyline? I actually like divide it into chapters when I'm actually creating it. Yeah. 
um if you see like this like sheet i make it's oh, honestly it. by chapter she literally on her ipad makes a whole spreadsheet and it's like a whole just like t- like production almost like how you shoot a movie it's like right. th- for instagram it's like so crazy organized and it, insane yeah and it's like even with my love for film too it's like i put that into it so yeah. it's not just like social media it's like you can make a really like in-depth story on it yeah which that's why i love instagram stories it's like it takes my english major and puts it into what i do now which yeah. is really cool but did you like you figured that out probably from working through revolve and like utilizing that right Actually, I honestly, like, owe all of my base. Like, yeah. I call it, like, my base skills of, like, I'm always, like, oh, how do I know how to do that? It's Dick Clark Productions. Like, yeah. every time I'm, like, me and um, my old boss, he taught me so much about how to really structure and storytell and organize. Yeah. And I feel like subconsciously I watched him do it for so many years as, like, his intern and then, like, as, like, his employee. whatever. Yeah, as an employee. Um, when I got to revolve, I just started doing it naturally. And I was yeah. like, wait, I learned so much yeah. just by like watching and by being part of these yeah. really big productions. And even though it wasn't like your dream job, like, cause obviously you liked the more, even more creative stuff. Cause Dick Clark is like a little more production, a little right. more like straight about like the award shows and stuff, which is like super fun. Obviously being from the Midwest, like, are you kidding me? Oh, You've yeah. met every single Some celebrity. Of my things I've ever done. So like I, you have way Dick more Clark pictures of like, Harry Styles than I do. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like literally she has the most casual pictures with picture with Harry That's Styles after sound check. <laughs> and I texted her and I was like, I fucking hate you. That was my first, like after the Hollywood film awards, that show is the first show that i like right after that yeah and i was walking in when harry was walking out and i was like wait like what yeah (laughs) this is so casual so you you learned so much for like the base that's kind of gotten you to revolve because so many people are like how did you end up working at revolve yeah but how did you know when it was time to leave and like time to like find something else it's so i mean that's a good question dick clark i probably worked there for as an intern and then as just like coming on as a freelancer for five years and that's when like Instagram stories got launched when I was at Dick Clark. Damn. And I remember me and my boss were like, what do we do with this? Like, yeah. And I remember we the first Instagram story we ever created was at the American Music Awards. And we just like, I remember it was so messy because like, it was just like we put everything on there. Yeah. And we didn't really know, like it should be a very cohesive narrative. Right. And then the next year, like my boss comes to me with this amazing, like really structured, like he was the one that really showed me that like really structured shot list and planning for it. So there, I feel like we really, he taught me how to really produce something like that. Right. Pre-plan it. Um, But then like after so many years there, it's like you have the same shows every year and it's like, you always want to think of something different. And whenever I stop feeling challenged, I want to go to something that challenges me or like try something new. Um, But it was like, I could have worked at Dick Clark forever. Like I loved. Yeah it was just the best people best and you were technically like freelancing too so it was like kind of you were always looking for new stuff right when you're a freelancer you can like add more and more to your plate and you're not stuck to one place right i would not be anywhere with that without that job yeah and without those people there that taught me literally everything like those are some of the best people i've ever met do you do you did you find it hard to go to school and work at the same time or was it like the best thing you could have done you think honestly it was hard like because I was part-time that year, it kind of set me back. Oh, so okay. I, I did have to go to summer school for a little bit. But it, honestly, it was worth it because yeah. without that, 
I tried different jobs after that that were all like in social media, but they're all different. Right. Like, you know, there's so many elements of social media. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't get. Yeah. But there are. It's like with Dick Clark, I learned content production mm-hmm. and like live posting and mm-hmm. like telling stories. And then I went to Awesomest TV right after. And that's when I learned about like really like Gen Z and like what they like. Yeah. Like YouTube and like social media strategy more which i learned is like not really one of my main interests but i'm glad i learned it because you need that even if you are yeah. producing content oh after awesomeness yeah i went to an agency which if anyone works at an agency it is a different it's a whole different thing really yeah like agency people like it's like a whole different like person an agency taught me how to be confident how to like pitch like you're always pitching it's it's just like I've never worked there before, and it's I like remember you have, that yeah. Um, it was London based, and a lot of our stuff was like we were creating social media campaigns for Netflix. Yeah, because um, you did one for Hunter Show. Yeah, I did one for Hunter Show, Sugar Rush, and then Big Mouth was like another show I worked oh, on. Yeah, and like with that agency, I was more of like a line producer that taught me like where my place is. Like <laughs> I remember they were like Chloe, you get coffee. Like stop throwing ideas. Really? I mean, not really, but I would complain, being like, I don't want to get coffee but like they're right like i was an assistant producer at the time like i should be getting coffee yeah like shut the fuck up and like work your way up you know yeah i think you like learned a lot from each job and i think you being such a creative person you still had to like force yourself to do it the right way yeah yeah, because a lot of people just see like other successful people and they're like how did you get there all of a sudden it's like you don't just like wake up and like have a job let's say like a career let's say at revolve or something that's like super aspirational you had to like go through all of those things and like be in those first situations and learn so much and it's like yeah maybe those jobs weren't right for me but they taught me something from each job that i took to the job i have now that like i'm glad i didn't get the job at revolve back in the day when i was like i want my dream job now like it's all about timing like i'm glad I started working at Revolve the time I did because timing is really important. And it's like it was the right time for me to get my dream job because I was ready. I could have technically been like, oh, my God, you need to hire my cousin like years ago. But it like never even like crossed our minds or anything. No, actually, people do ask me. They're like, oh, like did Lauren. I like literally had nothing to do. I didn't tell anyone you didn't even tell me till like your second no, interview it was when it's like when you're pregnant you don't tell anyone yeah, until, like yeah. that's what it felt for me i was like i'm not gonna tell anyone until it's like really real when you called me and you're like i've had two interviews like i have another interview with risa who like is the cmo and i absolutely adore and love i was like okay i won't say anything <laughs> but like oh my god this is so exciting this would be perfect you would be perfect for this do you have any someone said like any like resume tips or anything like how was that like interview process i yeah. know you were so fucking nervous oh yeah but i was so excited i was yeah. just like this is ha-. i remember i d or my boss now mm-hmm. who i followed before because yeah. i just like loved her content and yeah, I she has she amazing was, content though. yeah like i follow her as if she's like an influencer not the. oh yeah just well she, she is too she's she like is. one of those people that are both because she's so good at her job but then she's like because she's so good at her job she's also an influencer yeah exactly she's so good at content exactly um but i follow her because i also knew she was the ig stories and like content girl at revolve yeah which is really important like one of my tips is like follow the people that like you want to like you would aspire to be you right know? like you really like what they do yeah because she actually posted on her instagram story that she was looking for i think it was a social media coordinator yeah yeah 
Um, I remember I DM'd her on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I wrote more of like a cover letter format, not just like, oh my God, hi, I'm interested. Yeah. It was like super like cover letter. Like professional. Yeah. And then in January, I heard back and like sent her my resume. But your mom actually, it calls me the resume queen. Did really? You know that? Yeah. She my like, mom's also like really good at that kind of stuff yeah. too. Like you, you get a lot of like your traits actually from my mom, which I find so funny. Really? Yeah. Like well, I just feel like you guys that. have that same like hustle and like creativeness and free spiritness a lot of the stuff that I don't get from my mom you get from my mom like you guys love traveling and you are so like confident in your work and creative and just like go 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 and then I'm kind of more like to myself like you both are really good at like networking even though you would never admit it because you like are like oh I'm timid (laughs) and shy but like you are those things but you're actually really good so it's so funny because I see so many similarities like with you and my mom like the same way I see so many similarities with your dad and my brother like our family just has so many overlapping like and you like me and my grandma are like I always say if my grandma was born like when I am right now like she would be me oh for sure (laughs) she oh my god I forgot to tell you this she called like she literally seriously I swear to god no joke intended ask me if she should start a vlog channel please say yes I swear to god she was like I've been thinking and I I like I know this might sound crazy but like do you think that there would be an audience if I started a vlog channel I swear to god so cute I was like Oh my God. Can we produce it for her? You're the cutest little thing on the planet. She's like, I don't know. It's just like, who would watch it? And like, this was a serious conversation. Can you put her on this podcast? Oh, how fucking cute would that be? She's the cutest fucking thing in the world. But anyway, back to resumes. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. I'm such a visual person. I feel like the way it looks is actually more important than you think. Yeah, definitely. But like stay away from color stay away from like pictures of yourself like yeah simple but clean and modern and like just make sure everything is super organized that if someone picks it up if they just skim it they'll get what they want from it it's kind of like if you're at barnes and noble and you're looking for a book like don't you naturally like oh i like that cover yeah like what's that book about and And they start reading so many resumes too so especially when you're in something creative like making sure it's like aesthetic and like clean and modern it like sets like a good actually that's another thing it's like what job you're applying for you should tailor your resume for that job yeah definitely so like if you're applying to be a producer like may if your title is social media i don't know coordinate or specialist right change it to a social media producer like you also are a producer like yeah have them know that you can do that and then even under like the experience you have change those bullet points to fit more of that producer role yeah because you have done stuff that has fit in the role that you're aiming to do right you know what i mean yeah like it's kind of like highlighting on like yeah you learn so much at different jobs but you can really highlight on the things that yeah, apply to sure. that job for the resume for that because like back in the day i would send out the same resume to so many different kinds of jobs yeah. and like it wouldn't work like everyone would be like no right so then i started changing my resume for every job i applied for to really make it specific for that job title oh that's so interesting yeah like look at what they're looking for like the qualifications the skills and then think about like really what you've done that fits within those requirements right and obviously it's not like lying but it's like just playing no, more yeah. to that. it's like how you put on a different face for when you meet different people you know yeah, like of course i always say you have different friends for different things so like when you're going to a job interview that's you know, they want someone super creative and fun. You're going to be the creative and fun version of yourself. Yeah. And your like resume should reflect that and as it's well. it's not lying. Like I've been at jobs where I've written a press release, but I've also produced an Instagram story. Right. And it's like, if you're going for PR, say that you've written a press right. release. Right, like revolve Instagram, social media. Like yeah. doesn't really care if you've written a no. press release. So you don't have to include that on your resume. Yeah, exactly. Even though you've done it. So yeah. it's like, 
picking the bullet points that make the most sense and really show off what you can do for the job you're applying for. What is your like day to day? Like, what is your job like? I mean, I know you've talked so much about like your skills and like what you've learned and what is it like working at one of like the most like aspirational, like social media company? I mean, like they've really, I mean, I look to revolve and I say they, I get, I have so much respect for them because they've always had respect for people like me and together we've like taken over the fucking world. And so it's, like they're just doing it so right. So what's it like being in that environment and how do you like even like keep up with that? I mean, I remember when you got the job, I, all I said to you was be prepared to work your fucking ass off. I remember that. I remember that it was the night I called you like, Oh my God, I got the job revolve. And you're like, be prepared to fucking work. Like I was like, be prepared I was. to not sleep. Yeah. This bitch showed up to my house. And by this bitch, I mean, Chloe with two wrist guards <laughs> on this her wrists <laughs> Because she apparently has carpal tunnel now. And that's a real thing, which we can talk about later. But like everyone be safe. (laughs) She has. She's worked so hard for the past year at Revolve. She has literal carpal tunnel and has to go to physical therapy. Honestly, that's physical proof. Like I'm proud. (laughs) Honestly. Proud to have carpal tunnel. Um, So tell us about Revolve. Okay. I mean, first of all, this is just crazy that I even get to talk about it because it's been my dream for so many like yeah what what is my life like honestly i sit in my job sometimes like just being like what am i doing like what is my life this is the craziest most amazing job ever like the best part about this job is that day-to-day is always different like nothing's ever the same but i mean right now okay so i'm a junior content producer so i'm producing the content for instagram stories and igtv are my main channels so when we see something on revolve instagram that's you Story, story, yes, story. It's my face all the time. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so day to day, it's like you have you have different things. It's like your day to day Instagram stories, and then you have to plan for each revolve around the world trip or like any of the events coming up. You know, there's always something new that's coming up, and you always have to be on your toes because yeah. some days they're like, okay, there's an event on tomorrow. Like we need a we need a content plan, and oh. you need to be ready to be like, okay, like I need to think of a really engaging story that tells you know this event the way it should and like let's do it but other days like you have like a month to plan for like revolve festival like we're already thinking about that now like how does the content look what's the storyline like the resources we need i'm only speaking from the content team because because there's so all the other teams yeah like i don't know you don't have anything to do with like the clothes or inviting the influencers like you're just like they do all that and then right there's like there's like the events team and like PR and talent and sponsors and I just watch their jobs and I'm like you guys are like everyone at this company is the most hardworking and talented most amazing people like I I just can't they're all so fun then they're also fun well that's the thing that like people don't realize is like you think like when you went to the Hamptons like you think you just go and like everyone's taking pictures in the corner and like not talking but it's not how it is like everyone yeah is having the they take their pictures they do their work and then they party and have so much fun yeah it's like they're good people that are just so hardworking and genuinely talented yeah but I guess it's like every day you plan out what the week looks like like the daily Instagram stories and then it's really like a lot of brainstorms too it's Mm -hmm. like when I went to Japan I was planning out all of like what's the branding look like like what's the storyline what's the narrator and like writing out like every day writing out the shot lists and thinking about yeah. like what igtvs and you can kind of like, see it on instagram too because i even noticed when you guys were i don't know where it was because you travel all the time but it was something like japan or something like you'll see like on a different day like a different girl kind of like leads the narrative like it was like yeah. cindy oh yeah like so wolfie cindy one day was like leading the narrative or right something. i'm so glad you watched <laughs> yeah I do. but yeah actually japan was one of my favorite trips i've ever been on um 
because okay i know like everyone's on ig stories and like do you ever feel like what do i post now like it's getting old like i'm bored of myself yeah that's how i felt about me producing content i was like i'm bored of my own content like i need to think of a new way to tell a story yeah and i feel like to do that it's either you change the plot you change the narrator or you change like the shooting style Mm. so for japan i decided i decided to change the narrator Um, okay yeah because it's like okay we're always telling stories through the revolve girl yeah whenever you watch it's like oh it seems like i'm there and yeah i'm looking at it through a revolve girl's eyes right one of my favorite ones was when you changed the shooting style to the polaroids oh yeah and you showed me how you made it on your ipad over (laughs) christmas break and i was mind blown I was like how did you think of this how did you make this on your iPad I like we literally had our iPads maybe it was Thanksgiving or something but we had yeah. our iPads like out on the bar at your at your parents house and you were, I was downloading all the apps I and then that. I showed Claudia when I got home I was like you need these apps like we learned so much just from like how you do revolve Instagram stories how to do our own going with the Polaroid thing that goes with the narrator too. So it's yeah. like Japan, I switched it to like having a different girl narrate each day. Yeah. So now they got to like really see it through like a different influencer's eyes every day, which yeah. I thought was really cool. It felt like very vloggy. Yeah. And then that Polaroid thing, um, it was Ami Song's brand launch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually went to the Song of Style shoot and I saw that she was always carrying a Polaroid camera with her and like taking Polaroids. Mm-hmm. And I just really wanted Portugal to feel very Ami because yeah. it's her trip and it's like her brand. Yeah. So I was like, how do I do that? Let's tell it through a girl with a Polaroid camera exploring a city, which is Ami. Yeah. Um, so I made it look like Ami was with her Polaroid camera, like exploring Portugal. Yeah. And I just thought it was like, I don't know, it just turned out really cute. It was so good. Before Revolve, I wasn't editing as much. And yeah. then at Revolve, I was like, oh, I really want to do this idea. Let's like if I'm on a trip, I have to do it. So right. like I have to learn or like think of something. So you don't need like Adobe Premiere and like be a crazy editor. You can kind of like, you know, cheat the system and get some apps. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> we all use like a hundred apps, right? For editing, I really like to use Video Leap. I do because of you. Oh my God, I'm so honored. But that's my favorite editing app. You made me da- like that was one of the things you made me download. So sometimes I'll use it. I've used it for IGTV before. And then sometimes if I have a bunch of phone footage for my vlogs, I'll edit them on Video Leap and then just right? export the whole thing and it's use it at, on um, in my vlog. Yeah. So I love that. I'm always using that on the go. Try to find people that are doing like really cool stuff. Like when stop motion came out. Yeah. There's this guy that's just like a pro at it and he does really cool stop motions. And it's like why don't you hire him to have those like moments in your story that just really elevate it. Mm-hmm. And it's like how they do that. It's just yeah. like a whole nother level of Instagram stories that just feels really produced. So I like mixing in like real time with really cool shit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she's a boss. What's the hardest part of your job? The hours like social media is all the time. Yeah. Like it's not a nine to five, even though if you, if it sounds like it, even though you go not. into an office. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like also it kind of goes with the next question. Like people think we go on these trips and like just party and like it's so much fun and you're just like taking some photos every now and then. Yeah. But I mean, it is really fun, but it's hard work. Yeah. Like, there's been trips where I've slept two hours a night yeah. for like, I don't know, like six days. Yeah. <laughs> Mexico. Um, yeah. And it, it's just like you have to have that hustle to be like it, it needs to be done. And in the in the moment you could be like, this is so hard. And like, I'm so 
tired yeah but then you look back at that trip and like what you created and you're just like that it was it was all worth it yeah like these experiences like you can't trade them for anything i wouldn't even trade them in for sleep like (laughs) i would rather not sleep and do it you know um because it's just like the best experience and like the content you make out of it is just amazing so it's like the hard part is the crazy hours and like the lack of sleep but i wouldn't trade that for anything so what do you think is the most common branding mistake for other people that maybe are like content creators or social in social media. Actually, I'm learning that right now. It's like what you think is really cool and like creative and amazing. And it is really cool. Creative and amazing might not just be on brand for who you're Mm, working for. Yeah. Um, And I'm learning that right now. It's like, like I said, these Instagram creators, there's some creators that are like insanely talented and like have this really cool content, but it doesn't mean they're on brand for revolve. So it's like, right separating your own taste from revolves taste got like, it everything you should be thinking about is like who is the revolve girl not like who am i and like right what do i like it's like what is revolve like what is the revolve girl like because you like love traveling and you could easily make all these stories and narratives mm-hmm. and stuff just based on like what you want to see but at the end of the day you don't work for you you work for a revolve right like i could have a whole anthony bourdain thing where it's like i get into some deep fucking history of a city <laughs> so I, it's just separating your own likes but still having that vision of like you you should know who your brand is enough to know what your likes are and what the brand's likes are it's not like oh, we should do my idea over this person's idea or this person's idea. It's like everyone think of ideas and it's like, what is best for the brand? Yeah. It's not about you. It's about the brand. Yeah. And it's like, you should be a team and just, you know, work together for that brand. Last break to talk to you guys about Rothy's. If you haven't heard about Rothy's yet, you clearly aren't following anyone that's cool because everyone is obsessed with them, loving them, wearing them, and so comfortable. They make stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles. I literally told someone this the other day. They were like, yeah, but what do you do with a recycled water bottle? And I was like, oh, mm, uh, actually, I know um, Rothy's makes shoes out of them. So (laughs) yeah, Rothy's has literally quickly grown to a most loved gotta have them brand. It's no surprise they have over a thousand nearly perfect reviews. I am someone that always looks at reviews. I'm turned into a total like mom. I read so many reviews and the fact that they have a thousand nearly perfect ones. I mean, I'm in heaven. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, and washable really all in one pair of shoes. I'm also someone who loves washing my shoes. I have dogs. I always say I'm going to only wear shoes for certain things and then I'm too on the go and I end up wearing them and getting them dirty. I can't help it. I also love neutrals. I love light colors. I have Rothy's that are white, tan, and black. Guess what? The white and the tan ones, they need to go in the wash and it's really, really easy, honestly. They're honestly just like the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go if you're someone who's working overtime running around these shoes are so perfect because also you're going to be so comfortable but you're going to look so put together my friends that have these shoes are absolutely obsessed with them they order so many pairs obviously using my code because i make them but they also launch new colors and patterns every few weeks and they sell out constantly like the ones that i finally got in the neutral color i had them in black already and i had to wait for them to come back in stock in the neutral color because you know i'm a neutral queen and i just throw them on when i'm like wearing jeans and a t-shirt and i need to run to a meeting and i don't want to look like a total slob like these just kind of complete the look and make it look casual but put together rothy's always comes with free shippings and free returns and exchanges there's no risk no worries no reason not to try it'll seriously blow your mind that they're made from repurposed plastic water bottles they've diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already they prioritize sustainability 
accountability every step of the way. So you're going to feel so good owning these shoes and you're going to be extremely comfortable. Buzzfeed called them forever shoes. Yahoo's editor called them the most comfortable flats she's ever owned. And Lauren Elizabeth says they're a mood booster and you gotta have them. And I'm never wrong. I'm literally like, I'm sorry, but when it comes to like shoes and stuff, like I know what I'm talking about. Check out all the amazing styles right now at rothys.com slash mood. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash mood to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash mood today. My mood is where we give you guys advice from the email mood with Lauren Elizabeth at gmail.com. All you have to do is email us and send in your mood with what you need advice on. My mood is is stressing over resting to sum it up last semester I had a wonderful internship was going to school and overall was just in the best headspace now I'm back for spring semester and I'm struggling with not having an internship my classes are pretty spaced out so I have a lot of free time I want to be grateful for my free time because I'm a typical introvert who loves being alone and on the couch but I think I've placed some of my worth in my accomplishments and it's getting the best of me any advice on how to handle less busy times in our lives am I being crazy lol I, I mean, love that. This is literally from my own mind. That's what I felt like when I was yeah. reading it. Because right when I saw my internship and I was just a student again, I was like, wait, who am I? Yeah. I'm no, I'm no one. Yeah. And it's not true, by the way. But I think my advice is when you stop working, like that's your time to really experience like your passions. Like what are you actually like doing that you could bring to a job? Like mm. when I stopped working, like I started doing photography and writing like oh, i started yeah. a blog yeah yeah i actually started a blog when i was not working it made me realize like i really like like visual format of a blog and like photography because i like the visual aspect it made me realize like i actually don't like the actual form of writing as much as i do visual storytelling mm-hmm. and in that free time i learned it helped me with my career still yeah. so your accomplishments yeah they're big part of you but so is that self time and that more of your passion time so it's like you can still do things that help your accomplishments but also help you grow as a a person yeah I think when you're the best version of yourself then you'll be able to but then you're able to be the best version of your career self too. yeah I mean I just learned that you need to date yourself (laughs) self-love conquers everything (laughs) let me tell you self-love I am 2020 um but like I said or like she said like don't be lazy because you could get in a routine where like I could sit on the couch and be like, oh, I could do this, but I don't feel like it. Right. Like I could go shoot some cool video and like test something, but I, oh, I just want to watch Netflix. But like right. that is so dangerous. Yeah. So advice is always continue working, even if it's not at a job. Yeah. Even if you're not getting paid for it. Exactly. Like go test whatever you want to, like what's your passion? Like go do it in some kind of way. And also I feel like when you're not busy, then when you are busy, you, you, it's always grass is greener too. Right. So it's like, actually enjoy this time and utilize this time because the next thing you know you're going to be so busy and you're going to be like shit I should have done x y and z when I had nothing to do because now I have so much to do yeah oh that's such a good point so it's like live in the moment and actually enjoy it yes because me my schedule is like I don't have like even though you don't technically have like a nine to nine to five because you Mm -hmm. travel and all this stuff like my schedule is all over the place and I'll get so stressed if I don't have a crazy week but then I realize when I do have a crazy week I'm like fuck why was I stressing that whole time when I could have just enjoyed that fucking week that is so true you know you're gonna work your whole life if you ever get a free moment like take it just like enjoy it it's those small little wins for sure and if you're someone that's such an achiever and you really do have a ton of free time like a whole semester like definitely focus on parts of yourself but then do what chloe said like go test things out start new passion projects like 
you can learn so much from starting those little side hustles. Right. And you never know who you're going to meet. And then yeah. it's like, oh, I have a job again. Yeah, like, literally. You know what I mean? Yeah, you but, might, honestly. Okay, the next one is, my mood is imposter syndrome versus being a badass bitch. Something I'm sure you felt at some point in your career is imposter syndrome. As an entrepreneur myself, I'm usually the woman and or the youngest person in the spaces I'm in. And it's hard not to compare myself to people on social media or even within my own network. This may be a deep topic, topic but I think it's important for other women in business to know how to be secure in themselves and their careers I also feel that I don't deserve the opportunities in front of me because there's someone out there who is far more capable than me so who the f am I how do you navigate imposter syndrome do you ever feel like who you are and what you do is enough if so how do I get there I think it would be helpful for other girl bosses out there to know how to overcome this oh my god I love this question I I knew it your followers are amazing (laughs) I'm like oh my god this is me too this is me a year ago because I feel like I know the imposter syndrome side of you just because we're so close so it's like doing this podcast with you it's like one of those like yes like my cousin is a boss bitch but then I also get those moments when you are feeling low and I help you through them so it's like how do you get through them you know what I mean because you've gotten to do so many amazing things and like you're finally in like such a good space and it's not perfect obviously you have your ups and downs but like how do you deal with like imposter syndrome? I feel like, okay, it's two parts. Stay with me. <laughs> cause me and my roommate talk about this a lot, actually. Oh really? She, um, she's trying to be a screenwriter, which she is cause she's freaking amazing. Um, but we always are comparing ourselves to other people's timelines. Like, do you ever do that? Yeah. You're like this 16 year old is winning a golden globe and like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, it's like you're comparing your career path to someone else's career path. And that's when it becomes dangerous. Yeah. Um, because you're like, okay, we're wanting to do the same things and why am I not where she is? But that's not true. It's like everyone's timeline is right for them and that's what you need to accept. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I could have had this job years ago, but like I said, if I did, I would have failed because I'm not, I wasn't ready. I didn't have the knowledge I had. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the mental capacity. Like everything that got me here is this was the right time. Yeah. So it's like whenever you're feeling like, oh, like, I should be there. It's like, no, you shouldn't like, you're going to be where you should be. And right now is your learning process. Sometimes you're like, wait, so why do I deserve this? Right. When this person is like insane. Yeah. And I mean, that's such a like hard thing to answer. Cause it's like, I, I feel like you need to realize that. I mean, okay. Before it's like, my first job I got because I met someone, it was connection. A lot of people are like, oh, so you got things because of connections. Yeah. And you need to realize it's not bad to know people and yeah. like network. Yeah. But no one's going to give you a job if you don't deserve it. So you need to realize wherever you are, it's not some kind of like favor. Or right. No one cares that much about you <laughs> yeah. to be like, hey, we're going to give this girl a bone and like throw her in here. Yeah. You are there because you fucking deserved it from your skills and from your knowledge. So it's like you need to realize, yeah, there could be someone that's like insane with some other skill, but you're here because of every element of what you know combined together is right for this specific thing. You're only there because of you. Like even people like, let's say people even did think that I got you the job job at Revolve, which I fucking didn't. (laughs) But like, I would love to take credit for that. It would be such great, so great for Christmas Eve. But it's like, at the end of the day, I love what you said of like, no one cares that much about you. No, that's what I realized. Like Like, you need to separate. That's what it is. It's like every creative has an ego. Separate yourself from the ego and you realize no one gives a shit that much about you. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to be there. Like no one gives even a shit that much about me to give my cousin a job. Like, 
even if someone gives you a favor, you keep yourself in that spot. Exactly. Someone opens the door, but you keep yourself inside yeah. the room. And 100%. it's like, if you, even you did open the door and I'm just like, shit, they're not going to be like, well, Lauren opened the door. Let's just throw her in. And let's, like, whoa, I just like totally spiked. Let's keep her on and promote her. <laughs> like it, it doesn't work like that. I think that's such a great thing for imposter syndrome is like you got here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now just like stay like don't get in your head don't think of all the negative reasons right yeah and I think that's like the next stage it's like okay you need to realize you got there for a reason but now if you want to really feel confident prove it yeah like prove every day why you got there for a reason and work your ass off yeah it's like you can have a mini 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 pity party because imposter syndrome does not call for a full one right but then make goals for yourself and challenge yourself. Yeah. If you're sitting there just waiting for someone to tell you what to do or like how to do your job, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Like do that. And then also when you're like, oh, I actually finished everything. I have nothing to do. Like, no, you never should have nothing to do at your job. Like then go research, go study, go network with people, go create something and show them like, hey, we could be doing this. Like yeah. always be learning and being curious about the next thing. And that's what's going to separate you from imposter sy- syndrome. Sorry, I can't talk. Because you're like doing stuff. You're always doing stuff. Yeah. And then you're ahead of the game. It's like the, I've been at jobs where I just wait for my boss to tell me to do stuff. And I'm like, why don't I feel like really good about myself? Yeah. And then I've been at jobs where I tell I do everything my boss tells me to do. And then I do more. Whenever I'm not doing anything, I'm like, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Because then that that's kind of, I feel like when the imposter yeah. syndrome probably creeps in because you're like, why am I here? Or I'm right. not doing anything. Exactly. So you need to always feel challenged and curious. Oh my God. That's so interesting. I never even thought about it like that. I feel like yeah. it's like when you're in your lull periods, like if I already uploaded a video and I'm doing this and like, there's no, there's nothing like incoming. I'm like, why am I here? What exactly. Am I doing? It's the same thing. It's like, wait, what am I doing? And like, then it's like you get I'm up and you like do stuff and then you're yeah. like, I have purpose. Yeah. So whenever I'm sitting there and like maybe that lull moment where I'm like, okay, I did everything I need to do today. Like, should I just chill? Like, absolutely not. Yeah. So I make a deck of like new Instagram story series we could pitch. Um. And I start working on that project, even though I wasn't told to do that. It's something that in my mind that I'm like, this would be really good. Yeah. Like, let's have this and pitch it and see what series we can do. And like, then I have a whole new project that really yeah you're like wow i really do know what i'm doing (laughs) or like wow i really am passionate about this job because i'm going above and beyond the job requirements it fuels you and then it actually gives value to the company as well so the main advice bottom line is always go above the job requirements yeah and then you won't feel like you're an imposter imposter because you're no because you're doing so much more than what's expected of you and if you claim to be a girl boss this shouldn't be an issue exactly everyone's a badass bitch cutie yes I'm so happy i had you on the podcast i'm so happy. this was so fun i've this never been on this microphone amazing you're fucking incredible like i really think that people are gonna love this episode so much because i, they I loved it so i'd love to have you back we can of get course. into even more stuff but this was so great your advice is amazing i'm just personally really proud you know of you. I, i've learned everything from you <laughs> shut up it, it's true every time i have a crisis first person i call lauren <laughs> it's true i'm like lauren i'm having a crisis literally <laughs> if i see your name flash on my phone you know it's a crisis i was remember i was at an event last week it's and like I a trigger pi- i picked up and i was like hey is everything okay because <laughs> yeah. i just it's like, honestly a to, trigger for you because i would walk out because i just know i need to be available right. so it's like I'm do you like, tell hey. your therapist like one of my traumas is when i see chloe's caller id it's not like a trauma but like i literally walked into therapy <laughs> last night and i was like i'm sorry i just had to hang up on my cousin yeah because i was being her therapist i mean it's true everyone i mean you're my girl boss you've taught me everything i know so now the roles are reversed and you're teaching me new things ever since you've peaked in life (laughs) i've never peaked yet okay if you guys want to keep up with chloe follow at chloe parr that's c-h-l-o-e-p-a-r-r 
Parr is actually my mom's maiden name. And then you can follow me at Lauren Elizabeth. Let us know if you guys want to see more of me and Chloe. We used to go by Chloe and Low. But Clolo. Clolo. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Say bye. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, bye, bye, everyone. (laughs) So great being here. (laughs) Bye.